Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. We've called this a What's the Hope Beyond Lockdown? And if I had one chance to say one thing about the hope beyond lockdown, and I know we're fed up of talking about lockdown and we're emerging out of lockdown and hopefully we'll never mention lockdown again. But if I could say one thing about what is our hope beyond lockdown, I would not talk about the government roadmap. I would not talk about politics. I would not talk about our economy. I would not talk about the learnings we've all had through this last year. I wouldn't talk about how we can pull together. I wouldn't talk about our health, mental or physical. Important though all that is, I would talk about one thing, an event, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because you know, that's not just the hope. That's not just the hope of the lockdown for the body of Jesus. That's the hope for every single person on planet Earth. No matter what we're going through, and the ultimate lockdown itself is the ultimate lockdown of death, but there is hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you know, I want to talk not to two groups of people like those in the room and those online. I want to talk to three groups of people, whether you're in the room or whether you're online, whether you're watching live or whenever or wherever you're watching it. I think there are three groups of people I want to talk to just for a few minutes today, okay? The first one is those of you that believe. You believe this stuff, but this past year has been really tough. You've lost people that you loved. You've lost relationships. Maybe at times you felt like you were losing your mind and it's been really hard. And as we come to this second Easter in lockdown, You believe it and yet you're asking, is it really true? Is there really hope? Is it really true for me and for my situation? I want to talk to you. Secondly, there are some people and you're watching, maybe today or later, and you used to believe this stuff, but now you don't. Maybe life got too busy or maybe something happened a tragedy happened, a disappointment or somebody hurt you or you, you got upset in church and you left and you used to believe it, but now you don't. I want to talk to you because there's hope for you. And then there may be some of you and you're watching, but you don't believe this stuff, but you're curious. And I really want to talk to you today as well. You know, what convinces me that the resurrection is true? There's lots of things that convince me. We could talk about evidence and eyewitnesses and all of that. I want to go from a slightly different angle. These are some of the things that convince me that it's true. Firstly, it was unexpected. Like nobody expected nobody. Like when those first people arrived at the tomb, they were all shocked. If you're making the story up, I want to suggest you don't make it up like this. Nobody expected no body. When the women first arrived at the tomb, they expected a body in the tomb. They saw Jesus dead on the cross and buried. Even though Jesus said, in three days I'll rise again, they didn't expect it. Nobody expected no body. But not not only was it unexpected, it was also awkward. Because it was awkward because women were the first people that, that saw that the tomb was empty. And they went and told the disciples and Peter and everyone else. Now, if you're making something up, you don't do it this way. Why? Because in the first century when this was written in Israel, the testimony of a woman was not valid in court. So if you're making a story up, you don't give the story to women to report it. It's awkward. It's unexpected and it's awkward. But listen, it's transformative. What else 
What else could explain what happened to the early Christians? What else could explain what happened to the church that went and changed the world? And what else could explain why 2,000 years later, some of you in this room, some of you online, and millions of people across the planet would say, our lives have been changed by this Jesus. What else would explain that? Christ is risen, truly risen. And we've evidenced that in our own lives. But I want to give you three things today on this Easter Sunday 2021. Can you believe it? Three things that give us hope beyond lockdown. Not just the lockdown of this season, but the bigger lockdowns of life, especially the lockdown of death itself. And the first one is this. What's broken can be repaired. What's broken can be repaired. I love the fact that uh, in one of the appearances of the resurrected Jesus to the disciples in John 20 verse 20, it says, As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Now, when Jesus showed them his resurrected body, remember, they'd seen him on the cross. They'd seen all the wounds in his body. And then he showed them his wounds and his side. Now, here's the interesting thing. I discovered this years ago. In a medical journal, there are five... Some people say six or seven now, but there are five major wounds known to humanity. And these wounds, these are physical wounds, but in Jesus' body, he had all of these wounds. Let me explain. Contused wound is produced by a blunt instrument like the slap of a Roman soldier on your face. The lacerated uh, wound is, is produced by a tearing instrument like when you're carrying a wooden cross on your back through the streets of Jerusalem. The third one, a penetrating wound, is, is, is like a sharp instrument, like nails through your wrists and through your feet. And then there's the perforating wound, which, is, which means to pierce through, you know, like the thorns, those huge thorns that were on the crown that pushed into the head of Jesus. And then there's the incised wound, which is the cut of a sharp-edged instrument, Imagine like a spear pushed into the side of Jesus. And when I saw this years ago, I thought, do you know what? Jesus had every single wound that we know of. And that's on the cross. But the great thing is that when the resurrection and He shows them His wounds, He's showing them, whatever your wound is, I'm back. Whatever your wound is, I'm alive. So this is the hope of the resurrection, isn't it? It's almost like Jesus is saying, hey, you're wounded in life. To be human is to be wounded. We're all wounded, but I have taken every single wound, not only physical, but also mental, emotional and spiritual. And the resurrection is proof that what's broken can be repaired. Isn't that amazing? And you know, I don't know whether we need, I think we need this more this year than we've ever needed it before. So many of you, and I, I can't see all of you, and you're in masks anyway, but I've seen a couple of faces that, that I recognise and I know some of your stories. And out there, I know some of your stories and, and, and I don't know most of you, but I know this, whatever's broken can be repaired. Maybe something was broken in you during 2020 or 2021 and the resurrection is hope, that there is hope beyond brokenness. What's been wounded can be healed. Your tomorrow does not have to be a repeat of your yesterday. You know, those old habits that you can't break, those cycles and patterns. You know, the re Jesus stands there saying, hey, you've got a habit, you've got a cycle, you've got a pattern, I can break it. What's broken can be repaired because I was broken and I'm alive again. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And He shows them His wounds. And I think what's beautiful is that the wounds, the marks are still in the body of Jesus. 
saying, hey, you know, you're wounded, but I'm alive. And I'm carrying those wounds because this is the hope and this is the proof that whatever you are wounded by, I carry it. This is the hope beyond lockdown. But you know, there's more. This is the second thing. What's finished is complete. What's finished is complete. Have you ever finished anything and you thought, yep, it's finished? It's not. Have you ever done that, like painting or decorating? I don't do that. It's like... Okay, but if you've ever tried to do that or the garden project and you think you stand back and you think it's finished and then you look a little closer and it's not finished really. But it really is finished when it comes to what Jesus has done. And, and, and we looked at this on, on Good Friday, but in John 19, 30, when Jesus is on the cross, it says when Jesus had tasted it and what the it was, was literally the Romans, they took a, 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 um, a sponge and put wine vinegar in it and pushed it into his face to mock him. And, and, it, and he sucked on that, on that sponge uh, in that moment of, of indignity. And then after that, it says, then Jesus said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. In other words, he died. Now in English, it is finished is three words. But Jesus was speaking in Aramaic. It's one word, tetelestai. And this is an incredible word, an incredible word. You know, um, some of the great writers of, of Christian thought and theology have said things like this, like Spurgeon said, an ocean of meaning in a drop of language when he was thinking about this word. A guy called A.W. Pink said, eternity will be needed to make manifest all this word contains. Charles Simeon said, since the foundation of the world, there never was a single word uttered in which such diversified and important matter was contained. This is an incredible word. Jesus cried, it is finished, tetelestai. And it literally means it's the end. It's perfect. It's complete. It's like taking a telescope. That's where we get the word, the root word. Taking it out and stretching it until it's, far, it's done. It can't go any further. It is finished. But you know, this is not the weary cry of defeat on the cross. Jesus isn't saying, I am finished. He's saying, it is finished. And here's the thing. The resurrection, it's like they all saw Jesus on the cross and they heard him cry, it is finished. But then he was dead and put in a tomb. The resurrection is God saying amen to what Jesus cried on the cross. You see, it is finished, is no good to us if Jesus stays in the tomb. It's not finished. He's finished if it just stays in the tomb. But by Him rising from the dead and by Him appearing to those first Christians again, He's saying, hey, what I did on the cross, that work of sacrifice for your sin and your brokenness and your shame, it is done and this is God saying, Amen. That's the resurrection. Brilliant, isn't it? It is finished. It's really complete. All the Old Testament sacrificial system, which is so complicated to try and make us right with God, is all done. A guy called Warren Wiersbe, he said this, He took my bankruptcy and covered it with his solvency. Isn't that an incredible picture? Imagine a family who've experienced financial loss and many families have experienced that this past 12 months. But maybe they get to a stage where they can't pay their rent any longer and they've credit card bills and they've lost their job and, and they're sat around the table and, and their heads are down and there's just no hope at all. And imagine a knock on the door and it's their neighbour. And I know we don't do this now, but imagine their neighbour has a checkbook. Do you remember checkbooks? And he says, hey, how much do you owe? And they add it all up and he writes a cheque for the lot. That's finished. It's done. 
That's what it means. That's what Jesus has done on the cross. But if it was only on the cross, it's not really complete. But the resurrection is the full stop on the end of what Jesus has done. And that's so, so good. Jesus didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. In fact, he's just getting started. He's just getting started. And I don't know about you, but as we emerge out of this season in the next few weeks and months, and as we begin to take masks off and begin to do things again and and all of that, and that's going to be a challenge for all of us, isn't it? Isn't it great to know that our resurrection hope is in the fact that Jesus is not finished. He's just getting started. That leads me on to the third and final thing. What looks over has only just begun. And I love, I love these little snippets of the story on Easter Sunday morning when the women appear uh, at the tomb and in the garden. Absolutely love it. And it says in Luke 24 verse 5, In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, there were two men that had appeared like angels, okay? Why do you look for the living among the dead? This is powerful, isn't it? Why do you look for the living among the dead. Again, in English, we have one word for life, but in Greek, there are three in the New Testament. There's bios, where we get biology from. There's suki, where we get psyche from. And there's this word, zoe. And it's like the bios is the body, suki is the soul uh, um, and the mind. But this word, zoe, is about the spirit. This is the life that Jesus is talking about. This is the derivative of that word living. Why do you look for Zoe life among the dead? This is spiritual life. This is life as God intended. This is the life Jesus talks about in John 10 verse 10, when he says, I have come that you'd have life, not bios life, not just biology. We've all got biology, not just psyche, but Zoe, the God-filled life of joy and purpose. You know, just in the back room there before we started, I was just joking about with some of the guys. There's a phrase that I've used this, this last 12 months more than ever in my life. And it's this phrase, are we live? Are we live? I can't tell you how many times I've said to some of the guys, are we live? Are we live? <laughs> and it just hit me in the back. Are we live? Are we live? Yes, because we've got a pulse. That's not what he's talking about. Are we life? Are we living with the Zoe life of Jesus? This is so, so important. What looks over has only just begun. And then in that other, trend, in other experience, we said when Jesus appeared and he showed them these wounds in his side, he then went on to breathe on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And that's a reference way back to the beginning of time in Genesis, when God breathed his life, his Zoe life into their lives. And it's also really important that, you know, the women, they met this guy they thought was a gardener. Again, that's a reference back to the garden uh, right at the beginning in Genesis. It's like this whole thing about Jesus is the new Adam. He's reversing the curse of sin and separation and death and he's breathing new life. And guys in 2021, emerging out of lockdown, are we live? Are we life? Are we filled with the resurrection life of Jesus? Because we can be. Because what looked over has only just begun. Isn't that absolutely amazing? 
And you know, this is all for me, all to say that actually sin was a hitch along the way. The original intention was that you and I would be filled with the Zoe life of God, the purpose and the joy and the meaning and all that God created for us. And you know what? I heard something this week and this is, I wasn't even planning to say this, but you know, I heard something, I don't know about heaven, okay? How many of you are looking forward to heaven and eternity? Whenever we think about heaven and eternity, we always think about us don't we? We always think that there'll be, there'll be no more tears, there'll be no more pain, we won't have to pay any more taxes. Do you know what I mean? All this, all that. We think about us. Have you ever thought about who's looking forward to heaven the most? God. Because he gets to spend eternity with you and me. This is the life. This is the relationship. This is what he breathed into the first man. And this is what the second Adam, Jesus, brought through the resurrection of Jesus. It's not over, guys. It's only just begun. Isn't that amazing? What's broken can be repaired. I don't know what's broken in you today. Whether you're here in the room, whether you're online, whether you're live, whether you're watching it later, what's broken in you can be repaired. You know, because what's, com- what's com- finished really is complete. And what looks over has only just begun. I love this quote. Watchman Nee was a, a Chinese Christian who spent the last 20 years of his life in a prison cell. He said this, our old history ends with the cross. Our new history begins with the resurrection. Look, our old history ends with the cross. Our new history begins with the resurrection. This is what the two hands of Jesus accomplished on the cross. Isn't that amazing? And then on the resurrection, he showed them his hands. Your old history is finished. Your new history has begun. I don't know who you all are. I don't know who you all are online, but I know this. The resurrection of Jesus is proof that there's hope beyond anything. The old history is gone and the new history has begun. Why? Because he is still risen. The grave is still empty and he is still risen. So what are you going to do with this incredible story, with this incredible what we believe is truth? You know, if you don't yet say you're a follower of Jesus, I want to invite you to do two things, okay? Here's two options for you. Number one, just to take a step, just to take a step Okay, and, and here's what you can do. On Monday, uh, we are going to be releasing uh, a whole ser- series of, of short videos on YouTube called Curious. They go out at 8 p.m. on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They last between 12 and 18 minutes, that's all. And they talk about the Christian faith. You know, what difference does faith make anyway? If God is real, what's he really like? What's the big deal about Jesus? And so they go out and they premiere on YouTube. If you don't already subscribe on our YouTube channel, we'd love you to do that. And they go out at 8 p.m. and then, like I say, 12 to 18 minutes, and it just gives you an opportunity to take a step going forward. But you know, the other thing that you can do is this, that maybe you're ready to take an even bigger step than that. And we run along with many other churches, something here called Alpha. Alpha is around the world and it's basically, and we're going to do it online and we start on April the 21st. And basically we're joining this time with 150 other churches in our nation to do this together collectively, but online. And it's it's an opportunity where you get to hear a little bit about the Christian faith and then to ask some questions, any question you want. In fact, 
people have been signing up even on these last couple of days. And how you sign up for that is so easy. You can either go to our website or even easier than that, you can take your phone out, text LCC Alpha, then your name to 60777. So if it was me, I'd go LCC Alpha, Leon Evans, 60777, press send, and then one of our guys will send you back a way that you can register for the Alpha course. Guys, I want to encourage you this Easter time, as we begin to take steps, you know, on the 12th of April, there'll be the next step at a lockdown, hopefully. There may be in May the 17th, and you see, I've memorised these, and June the 21st, maybe we'll take some steps out of lockdown. That's fine, whatever. But the biggest step you can ever take out of the biggest lockdown is what you're going to do with Jesus. It's what you're going to do with Jesus. You can walk away or you can take a step towards Him. We want to invite you today to do that. In a moment, you are in for such a treat. You know, there's a hymn that was written hundreds of years ago by a guy called Isaac Watts. Become one of the most well-loved Easter hymns. It's my all-time favourite Easter hymn. And Chris and Abby are part of our team here behind me. And they've written a new version of this, which actually takes... this hand, if you like, the old history that ends with the crucifixion and then links it to this hand that begins our history with the resurrection. It puts the whole of that together. So when Jesus said, it is finished, God said, Amen, and raised Him from the dead. But it isn't over there. What are you going to do? What am I going to do with this incredible resurrection life? To you I give my all. Maybe today that doesn't just mean worship and surrender. Maybe it means to you I give my all. Maybe it means to you I give my brokenness. Maybe it means to you I give my pain. Maybe it means to you I I, I give my frustration or my anger. I don't know what it is, but I would love the opportunity. In a moment, we're going to sing and worship and celebrate together. But I'd love the opportunity just to pray for you today. And if you're watching online and you'd like us to pray for you, then there's a link dropping in the chat right now. And it will be our honour as we prayed for hundreds of people this last year through this this whole kind of way of doing it. And it's just been our honour to do that. We'd love to pray for you if that's you. Or maybe if you're here in the room, and you would value prayer as well, it would be my honour to pray for you. So why not I invite you if you're in the room to stand with me. Is that okay? And and let me just pray. And then we are going to worship as we finish our time together. We are just going to let go and worship this risen Jesus. But to you, I give my all. So maybe just while I pray for you, whether you're online or in the room, maybe you want to just, I don't know, say what that is to God. You want to give Him your all today. And that could be your devotion and it could be your love and it could be your fellowship or it could be your pain or your questions or your hurt. But give Him your all. This is what He did. Our old history ends with the crucifixion and new history begins with the resurrection and His hands are still open today. Let's pray. Jesus, I want to pray for every single person, whether they're here in the room, whether they're online, Lord, you know every single one. I don't, but you do. And God, I want to pray, Jesus, the resurrected Christ, would you bring your grace, your healing, your love and your power again. What's broken can be repaired. What's finished really is complete. And what looked over has only just begun. And so Lord, today on Easter Sunday, 2021, we surrender 
our all to you. Whether it's good, whether it's painful, we give it all to you and we ask you, Jesus, for your Zoe life, your real life, that life that you intended right in the garden at the beginning. Sin was the hitch along the way, but the resurrection has turned that on its head. And so now we can experience real life with you. Not just today, but every day. Not just in lockdown, but out of lockdown and coming through it because of what you have done. And now, Jesus, as we worship you, we thank you, God, that you didn't only die for us yesterday. You you don't only live for us today, but your love will be with us forever. And so we can celebrate you in Jesus' Name. Amen.